this time on Kawaii-Fi Radio, we look at the origin of the term tsundere. Was she just on that forum where the term was made up? The manga was in the what, 70s. Snail mail? Sending by pen and paper? Like, here you go, here's my thoughts. <laughs> no, the <you're> a <laughs> column in Five a manga magazine. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Please send back what this definition is. We discover we have accents. Is it our accents? Do we have an accent, though? Just going to talk like this for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Please do. Go Space Broncos. <laughs> and we lament the amount of isekai this season. thought we were getting a break from isekai. No. I thought we were starting to wind down. There are no breaks on the isekai truck. <laughs> Not train, that's a truck. Avalanche! Tetsuo! It's over 9,000! Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii-fi. Kawaii-fi. Kawaii-fi Radio. Kawaii-fi. 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 Kawaii-fi.
uh, process in Japan. So they do a lot of media opening new things and they do um, we, meet and greets yeah. and stuff like that. And, and then it's like two days of the actual competition itself. So you have to have like a week's worth of outfits and wow. then your actual mm. competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me. I was going to say, you guys entered when you were doing the Gundam build outfits, yes. didn't you? And th- yeah. they're incredible. Thank you. Like, yeah. If you so, guys haven't been on Animaniacs Twitter, like, uh, go, go check it out. Go check it out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends were in the recent, like, not last year. Yeah, Will and Kay. Yeah. Yeah. So Kay is a really good friend of mine. And, you know, I, that's when I really got into the whole, like, cosplay summit thing. And I was, like, yeah. following every move and, like, you know, actually seeing, like, Australia win on that final. Yeah, it was amazing because I was actually over there as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were supposed to like catch up and hang out, but unfortunately um, it didn't happen. Mm. And um, because it was, um, it wasn't like in Tokyo, it was outside. So we would have had to get like the bullet train. We we were going home like the next day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were going home the next day. And so we were worried we were going to miss our flight. So devastated yeah. especially the fact that they actually won, won. yeah which is which is nuts now th- this year we've got obviously a bit of a different setup for the cosplay summit because most international travels kind of you know dead let, yeah. let's be honest here um so the, everyone's dead doing the southern hemisphere but the northern hemisphere they're all traveling around all mm, over the place so, some some places are allowing it others aren't and japan mm. is one of the places oh, that yeah, isn't not allowing it, yeah. um which is fair enough like the only people allowed to go into japan and out at the moment are either japanese citizens media and media athletes. and athletes and yeah. I, I can understand that um but because of this that means that instead of doing the live stage performances and stuff they're sending in videos instead yeah, which is really interesting. So, um, again, it's just like the prelims that they're having um, in every country. Um, and it's just all been online. So, it's all pre-recorded and everything like that. So, it's just really interesting. And it's different, the sort of things that you can do um, with that rather than on stage. Mm. Like, you can cut it and add your own bits to it, which, yeah. which is just amazing. So, so, this year's Australian entry is a pair of guys doing the girls from Pop Team Epic. <sighs> We and are, we, so we, we initially were just like, oh, that's not going to be good. No, they've utterly utilised every aspect of making it a video. Yeah, and so these guys have entered in previously as well. So they've they've you know tried to to win the mm-hmm. the Australian round, um, and it's so so lovely to see them enter again in this sort of new format and really own it. And mm. you know, actually, I do have a question with that because like obviously with the previous rounds they had the competition like Supernova and all of those, like, you know, um, those rounds. How did they do it for this time? Like, what was the... So it was just a a separate event that the World Cosplay Summit Australia Mm -hmm. sort of branch have done. So um, on their uh, Facebook page and media pages, they said that they set a time and a date that they would go through all the entrants mm. and then give out mm. the winners. Um, so it, it would t- happen at Smash, correct? Or the- um, Yes. So yeah. it did happen at Smash okay. and um, because Smash has been cancelled this mm. year. Has it been officially cancelled yet? Oh. I th- oh, we, mm. Look, let, let's be honest. If, I, it, if it hasn't been cancelled, it probably will be I mean, be I've got my ticket, but I know yeah. for a fact I'm not going to travel to Sydney anytime soon. So. Yeah. yeah. But in any case, like, we needed um, to know our winner before yeah. if it was going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, they needed to hold it yeah. earlier on. Yeah, yeah. Now, you uh, sent us, like, a bunch of videos when we were first initially sort of planning this episode. 
showing like a bunch mm. of the different past winners and stuff. And my God, some of the costumes are incredible. I mean, not only did I actually have to stand up to like, you know, looking the part of the character, looking as excellent as some cosplayers can be. But they also have to do like a performance. Yeah. Are there any uh, Are there any rules on like what's what you have My to goodness. do? There's so many rules. So it's a, a point based system as well. So you get, I believe it's about fifty for your costume, and mm. then a hundred for your performance and the way that you pro- oh, portray. So they, yeah. You'd think that the hundred would go for the costume yep. aspect. Oh. Yeah. So it's, no, it's, it's about actually more. embodying it. Ah. Yeah. And it's but, also yeah. that these costumes actually have to stand up to being in a performance. There was a uh, one that you showed us, the Street Fighter one. Um, oh yeah. A couple of people dressed up as Dalsim and yeah. Chun Li and. Like, they're doing all the flips and the moves and stuff. They have a big screen projected behind them showing the background of the That's location. That's so cool. Mm. And, oh, it's... And then the, there was the Trigun one as well, where the props, like, when they did their first round of it, the props held up. But in the second round, obviously, they kind of started yeah. breaking a little bit. One of them there degraded and broke. Um, sadly, one really famous for, sadly, not holding up. Um, and it was Team Spain, I believe. And it was... Um, the year, I think it was the year that China won, possibly. Ooh. Um, so I think it was maybe like 18, 17, 18. Okay. Um, and their whole set fell. Oh no. Yeah. And it was a big part of it. And this poor guy, he was out, out the front sort of, they were trying to, okay. Put it back together sort yeah. of thing. So it was like the, the back screen and then there was this monster they had, and they had the one of them was behind there puppeting this monster, and then the one was out the front trying to fight the monster. So, Ooh. and then it like toppled forwards because it was too heavy. Mm. Um, apparently, Ooh. I heard that they, when they were building the set backstage the previous day, um, they put the counterweight on the wrong side. <gasps> oh, yeah. So it toppled forwards because. Yeah. To get everything over to Japan, you have to completely deconstruct mm. everything and pack it, um, and then you'd have to construct it over there. There's also hard weight limits on mm. everything, um, so you have to make sure. So you've um, got to fit your set, your costume, yeah. and everything into that. Yeah, limit. that weight Ooh. limit, and you're heavily penalised. How get over. pricey does it get for you to do something like that? Because I imagine, obviously, <laughs> yeah, um, very expensive. I don't. Um, you wouldn't shoot her and say, oh, you could do this in like $200. Kind of <laughs> no. Like uh, the Vash Stampede one, just uh, Vash's outfit. That looked like uh, at least pleather. It looks like such a well-constructed outfit. So it probably would have had a bit of weight to it. Mm. And But not only that, they had barrels on the stage and everything, yeah. and they would have had to either flat pack them or transport them or pick them up there. So that that's all going to go within the weight limit as well. I'm well, willing yeah, to bet even though, for he... rolled foam. Like, I have my well, ideas on yeah. how they could have done yeah, stuff. Could've. Yeah, there's, like, lots of ways that you can do different things for that. Like, uh, a lot of people use, like, the backdrop stands, you know, mm. just the flip ones or just um, the, like, 
piping, just normal piping, because yeah. that's so lightweight and it's easy to put together. Over I mean, there. I, I can understand like why they do it to prevent people who've got a ton of money just coming in and going, uh huh, well, yeah. I've built a castle on the stage. Okay, but oh. uh, what was that other one? The Godzilla one. Yeah. Like their uh, set was very, very simple. It looks like they just got some cardboard boxes and made them into buildings yeah. to just travel walk on. But it's them. because of their costume themselves. The costume was... was incredible. Yeah. It was so perfectly carved. It looked like mm. something from like the old school Godzilla like set. Like one of the Toho things. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That would have taken up the size of the box Ooh. rather than the rest of the set. It probably which is what um like myself had problems getting our costume that we entered over in the eastern states uh, yeah. australian round because it was the mascot style um you know there's sort of size restrictions for it yeah um but man so lucky to get over there and it was in one piece and I just loved it so much. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, look, um, if you can find all the details for the World Cosplay Summit on our Facebook page and other social media, we put all the details up on Friday afternoon and it's uh, it's definitely worth going and watching all the videos because they keep all, everything online pretty much afterwards, which is great. And who uh, knows, if you're like a cosplay mm. fiend here in Perth, Maybe this could be a good thing for you guys to get into. Mm, mm-hmm. um, well, 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 I was going to say anywhere in anywhere in the world. We just want to see awesome cosplays. Oh yeah, that's you got to remember, like most of our listeners are not in Perth, which still just weirds me out. <laughs> We've gone international. What's going on with is, this? Is it our accents? Do people like our accents? Do we have an accent though? I have we, an accent. We apparently have accents. Huh. G'day, yeah. mate. <laughs> G'day mate, how G'day, are you going how you doing? mate? Just going to talk like this for the rest of the episode <laughs> Please do <laughs> Go space Broncos Shard issues mate, governor Please don't Can't My stop me now <laughs> I'm from Space Australia, go Space Broncos Specifically I'm from Space Brisbane Okay, now this episode, we are talking about that character archetype that many of us will know very well if you've watched a lot of anime. The Sundere. Now, where did that term come from? And what on earth does it mean? It's not like we like you, bucker. <laughs> uh, we will discuss that this episode and get stuck into it. And if you are enjoying what you've heard so far, hit that subscribe button and join the Kawaii community. We're also releasing monthly anime videos on our YouTube channel as well. So if you are one of our many wonderful podcast listeners, come and join us on our YouTube. Yes, and please watch it because I, we get little bits and pieces of what <laughs> Carl sends us and we all look at each other in the chat going... Why is he dressed up like a mad scientist? Yes. <laughs> so don't put his hard work to shame. Yes. The next one is on Godzilla and the science in Godzilla singular points. Oh, is that what you were doing? Oh, like, <laughs> why is he in there? I don't know. It's whenever you try to apply science logic. to the logic of anime, I feel like you're trying oh, I thought to break you said this was like the logic of Kyle. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, true. true. <laughs> wow, we're just ganging up on me. This is how it works, I guess. Uh, anyway. There's if, no Aaron here to defend your honor. Exactly. Yeah, if you yeah. would like to support the channel, oh, wow, even Curly's on the side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to support the channel, we do also have a Patreon with additional content you might want to check out, but more on that later there's plenty to talk about this episode but first we've got to do this Wi-Fi radio i have no idea how old i am or where i came from daddy hi up hey time i gotta go i just i have to know what we're watching 
So, Fafa. Hello. You've been watching a show that I have not been able to because it makes me cringe far too much. Yes, but I had to watch at least one cringy show this season. Well, I mean, it's it's either that or all the isekais. Oh, it, guys? And, like, and look, there's enough isekais. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I cannot. Doing... There's what, about? Ten. No, well, no, it's about six or seven isekai shows like this ten. season. I thought we were getting a break from isekai. Yeah, no. Right. We're starting to wind down. There are no breaks on the isekai truck. Oh. <laughs> that's not why the, everyone not keeps train, getting up that's there. a truck. <laughs> Bulldozing its way through. So tell us about Girlfriend, Girlfriend. Yes, I've been watching Girlfriend, Girlfriend. Now, the reason I started it, not because of the trash factor. Yeah, I lied. It probably was about the trash factor. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. There was something about it that's just, like, a bit controversial like because it's like on a scale of nisekoi to domestic girlfriend how trash is it? oh oh wait no those are both high <laughs> uh, no well, no i think that's actually a pretty good sort of depending on how I mean, contentious the conscious is probably put it bang smack in the middle like yeah you, you wouldn't say it's you know domestic girlfriend level but you wouldn't no. also say it was nisekoi so no um it's it's a it's a comedy Remind okay. me, what's the story? So this, <laughs> like the boy is in love with this girl, like they get into a relationship and they, it's a very, kind of, it's not fully romantic, but there's like the romantic feelings though. It's still very platonic in that aspect. Mm. But then there's this another girl who comes in wanting to be his girlfriend as well. And she... Um... And she professes her love to this guy and he he finds her, you know... Uh, pop the brakes. Is she aware that he's in a relationship? Yes. Wow, she sucks. Initi- well, no, 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 no. Not Cla- Clarification. When she confesses, she wasn't aware he was in a relationship. Yeah, so she had no idea. And then he keeps. Tr- he doesn't want to disappoint her yeah. by saying no because he thinks she's really cute and lovely as well. And she is. And the- she, she is. She but, is. But he then introduces them to each other. Right. Oh, he okay. says, I will ask my girlfriend if you can join us, basically. Oh, no. Yes. And yes, it's yes, 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 yes. it's just like the girlfriend really likes this new girl, but doesn't realize she's a potential third part of the relationship. relationship yeah. Um, and she's like, "Oh, she's awesome, fun, yeah, yeah." And she's like, "So how about we all go out together?" And so then you it's know, a triangle, a thruple. Yes. Oh, but this, you know they're going to add more. You you don't yeah, have the these type of series yeah, without adding more. It, and that's. Yeah. I started reading a terrible manga with a similar premise once ages ago. A guy is basically supposed to get a hundred different girlfriends all at once. Mm. It was wretched. It was just so oh, no, 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 no. thinly yeah. There were rumours that that was getting an anime yes, adaptation. Yes, it was, wasn't it? I remember that. Yeah. Um, it did not go well. Huh. <laughs> um, but in saying that, okay, so what I do like about it is the animation is really cool. Like, it's just like that, like... Kind of old schooly, but it, it new is. bright light kind of one. It, it, it's weird. They're using like the bright colors, but the old sort of sketch, yes. sort of like hand drawn feel yeah. to the the outlines and artwork. It's really quite cool in that regard. And just like the situations that they do get themselves in, it's just it's funny. But I can see where Kyle is coming from on it. It is a bit of a, one of those ones you just have to go in and be like, you know, it's trash. The character design reminds me of Aho Girl. Yes, actually true. Oh, like, oh, which is the one about the, the bananas. The banana girl. The girl who's really not very bright. You, uh, How I would put do it. Do you happen to see that one, Curly? No. no I don't <laughs> think so. No. It was, um, it was a bit bonkers. We'll show you later. Yeah. yeah. I know it's a funny show, but I feel like this would be the type of show that would end up on 
Sentai or High Dive, pretty, pretty yeah. much. Like, that's the type well, that, that, That's what you'd think, yeah. yeah. But um, It hasn't got a dub at all yet, which no. is really surprising, actually. Oh, I'm not surprised. Like, the amount of dubs that are in the works at the moment at Sentai... If, not Sentai, well, funny. I, I, well, in general, actually. Yeah, true, Fu- actually. Funny's got about six dubs in the works for this season, and they still haven't finished last season's dubs. Mm. So, so um, this could be another late A late one. dub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a casual watch for me. I'm watching it in Japanese, strangely enough, because you, obviously there's no well, there's dub. No dub, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 there. It's 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 something light-hearted for me because like there's just too much interesting shows this season, and I needed something with a bit of like trashy laugh in it. So yeah, I'm I'm sticking with it. I probably won't yeah. like it by the end, but I'm sticking with it. I will never it. understand you, trash loving. There is folk. a show that we were talking about. I probably actually will go back and watch it for next episode. Mm-hmm. Sunny, Sunny boy. boy, yeah, and that that's so that one started a little bit later, only about two, a week ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two weeks ago, maybe. two weeks, yeah, it's on um, the list. It is, it is on the list of things to do. But on the note of late starting animes, Kenny, you've been watching the Great Jahi will not be defeated, which only just had the first episode come out. Yeah, so when you say you have, you've been watching, it says you just watched. Yeah, you just watched before <laughs> this episode. It's it's the thing. It's like I've wanted to see this because. I have seen images of it floating mm. everywhere around the internet for years as like little memes and reaction images and stuff. So I'm like, okay, so what is this all about? Like I yeah. chose not to pursue it until now. It's, it's um, <laughs> it's it's definitely funny. I uh, have a way of looking at it. I don't know if anyone's going to agree with me. I feel like it's like an anime equivalent of Invader Zim. What? Um, <laughs> the character's personality type matches sort of like Zim's... Oh, intensity yeah. and will to dominate. It's just... I, I mean, see that. Look, so Jahi was like the demon lord second in charge and then she gets defeated by a magical girl who I am to this point... I mean, I haven't read the manga, but I'm convinced it's her boss at work is the yes. magical girl. But She's this sweet little angel who's always looking after her and giving her hugs and stuff. Yeah, but um, I, Jahi gets defeated and she gets cast down into the mortal world and has to rebuild her magical... What was it? Magical Magical gem? reserves. Yeah, mannequins. basically. But while, while she's not using her power, she's shrunk into a, almost like a chibi version of herself. Yeah, she's got little cat ears. Ah, yeah, she yeah. is a tiny person yeah. wearing a shirt, which I think says Demon Lord on it. I think it does, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it's one of those shows that I was like, this could be concerning. And then I watched it and I just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, it's, it's great. Her, like pride her reaction she's basically like a tiny chibi vegeta you know Ooh, begging for power hello. Going, i will destroy all of you basically ima- i grow a bit taller <laughs> imagine vegeta landed on earth and didn't get taken in by bulma but was refusing to pay rent to his landlord and had like absolutely diminished uh, power funny, yeah and just was like angry at everyone and felt everyone should bow out of him because he's prince vegeta mm. and they're like you're prince of nothing um exactly <laughs> the same sort of thing here i'm intrigued to see where it'll go i feel like they're just going to kind of play along the same kind of notes and jokes but i want to see where it goes it reminds me a bit of uh devil is a part-timer yeah Ooh. And that's coming with another season too. That's getting a second yeah. season soon. Right? So. Like, what is that? Ten years later? Fifteen? Oh, oh, I think it was. I think it was eight. I think ah, it was a... longer, longer, longer. Yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. shimmy your mic there a little bit, Fafa. We, we need to do an episode on that later. We on we as do. Well. I didn't actually watch it. Oh, what you haven't? Like, I oh. admittedly, yeah. I've only seen the first three episodes. I am terrible as well. Uh, but I mean, look, I mean, there's so much to uh, do. Um, now, the we do need to talk about something a bit musical. 
And that's it. This this is your area, Kiralee, for Opera Girl. Yeah. I absolutely love Opera Girl. I think there's about uh, five episodes at the minute. Um, So it's just a school that's for all girls and it's for this specific opera, Um, like the... Theater. It's, yeah. it's not like um, review starlight. Review starlight. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what not, got me confused the first time as well. Yeah, there's not really much singing or anything like that. It's just more of the uh, progress progression of the character mm. um, who absolutely hates men, um, hates people, don't want to be friends with them or Ooh. anything like that because she was let down when she was younger um, and had a stepfather and you know. Stuff happened, and this so that's what. So it's, yeah. it's it's heavy, but it doesn't, you know, make anything gratuitous. Yeah, yeah. Fair you don't enough, see anything. Enough. It's just more implied um, mm. that something might have happened. Oh. Um, and so she's met this other girl who wants to be the top opera star, and she's a bit of a, a ditzy girl. But she has goals and she's slowly breaking down her walls Mm -hmm. and she's becoming um, more friendly with other people. Um, And it also follows some of the other side characters. It also touches on um, eating disorders as well. Oh, okay. Just because of people being pushed to the limits, trying to be the best they can be. But basically it touches on a lot of sort of heavy content that we don't normally see in these environments. Normally when you see a school life thing, it's all just happy-dappy-dappy. It uh, reminds you know? me of, uh, did you happen to catch Hibiki Euphonium? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I um, girl yeah. joins basically a full-scale brass band. That's what oh. sound euphonium is that? Sound euphonium, yeah. I really yeah, want to see that, actually. They mm. went along with similar things, uh, like uh, you know the heavy kind of personal issues and wanting to be great at what they're doing. And, yeah. d- and didn't focus on the musical side of it. Like The music was still part of it. Obviously, they yeah, have yeah. band practice and all that. But it wasn't like, you know, every episode, here's a big song or anything. It was like, you know, we've got we've got to head to the performance and do the performance and that's the lead up for the season. Yeah. So but it yeah. sounds fairly similar. Could be could be a good watch. Uh, like, so how is it so far? Oh, I'm really loving it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting really involved with how the How many characters. episodes have been so far? I think there's five. Okay, so it's midway oh, through. Yeah, it's mid- yeah, midway yeah. through. Okay. Fair amount to yeah. binge. Because nice. yeah. this was one of the earlier shows this season as well. Like, yeah, it, it was. came out pretty much as soon as we got into See, July. See, I'm all confused with the season. Because of obviously the Olympics have really well, because you can't keep watching Love Live because the Olympics have knocked it off Thanks, for three Olympics. weeks. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, um, Love Live and The Butt Detective. Oh, yes. Um, it's a kids' show in Japan yes. where a man has a bum <laughs> for a head. Um, and uh, yes, he does fart when he talks. Um, Japan is weird. Wasn't there a South Park episode like this? Yes, yes there, there was. was. <laughs> and this is what it's taken the Mickey out oh, of. Oh, is it really? Because this has been running for almost as long. Wait, that's, wow. what? what? Yep. This has been a recurring series which keeps coming back. Oh, it back. has too. Yeah. Oh, now so it's many oh, questions. yes. <laughs> but um, obviously, Japan? Opera Girl is not about butt heads or anything <gasps> like that. Um, art Just styles about re- girls butting heads. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron isn't here. I have to make up for it. Evidently, that um, chair is terrible. Opera Girl, at <laughs> least, um, it. One of the things that I liked about it was the the colours and the art style they used for it because it's very vivid while feeling real, which I thought was really cool. That's yeah. interesting way of putting it. Um, who's the studio? Ooh, I think it was... I'm just quizzing you now. <laughs> yes, for 10 points, 10 points. Is it Lurch? No, I don't think so. I, I actually have no idea. I have no... Oh, good, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy What's it. What's that music that they play when the quiz music happens? Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. ding. 
Um, it yeah, is dumb. Oh, this was a studio we hadn't heard of. Pine Jam. Hello. Pine Jam. Yeah, I have. Yep. I, who, who? Yep, they haven't done anything else notable. Wow. This yep. is This is their first outing. Um, I guess so. Wow. Yeah. They, they've done like behind the scenes stuff, like you know, in between panels and stuff. But this is the first one they've been in charge of producing. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Intriguing. And you say this is really this is good. Then? Oh yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, fair enough. Well, let me come and destroy your wonderful story with my giant monster of an anime. Uh, Godzilla Singular Point. Uh-huh. Because I've been making a video on it, I have watched it about three times now. Is this wow. the one that's on Netflix? Yes, it is. Is this the one that has Bish in the opening? Yes, it is. <laughs> this is the one that's actually probably the first Godzilla where you actually care about the people in it. Oh, really? And there's yeah. something fascinating about the art style. They include like a lot of... Oh, what would you even call it? Retro There is visuals. so many throwbacks to different studios and stuff like that. Um, the It's got elements from... I'm not going to tell all of it because most of it's in the video, which is coming out this fair week. Enough, fair enough, But um, it's got elements of uh, stuff by Akira Toriyama. It's basically there's three studios involved in this. You've got Toho, which is Godzilla's parent company. You've got... Orange and Bones. These oh. these days I find myself a little uh, hesitant of anything that's got like a lot of famous people back it ever since Jubiate. <laughs> well, look, I mean, to be fair, the people who backed Jubiate weren't in the industry. Fair enough. So, you know, that that's that's that. Anyway, um, Godzilla Singular Point is actually really good and they've left it open so that you can continue the story in another season as well at the end of it, which I really hope they do because it's it's good fun. <laughs> now, what have you been watching this fortnight? Uh, let us know in this episode's post on social media or in the comments section on YouTube if that's where you're listening to us. And yes, I look at the Discord and I do say quite active lately. The Discord has definitely gotten a lot more active. Um, I, I blame our Patreon members because they're talking a lot in there as well yes. and uh, links awesome. as well as over they're having a shout good out shout. to links. Good on, good on you, mate. Um, right now, without further ado, we need to talk about our main topic, and that is Sundere. Kawaii Fire Radio. Fight me! Evangelion is overrated. <laughs> I'm not watching Dragon Ball Evolution. What about Avatar: Last Airbender? I don't like your opinion. I don't like you either. This character's great. What are you talking about? You should get that opinion checked by like a doctor. I'm offended with your face. I'm offended by your offense of my face. I'm not really sure that's right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Annie talks. Your mum's offended by my face. <laughs> she probably God. is, actually, to be honest. Yeah. Yes, welcome to... That's we... why I'm on radio and not TV. <laughs> <laughs> you do know that they say you have to have a face for radio now. Oh, no. I know, you're in trouble. Get me a mask. <laughs> I can be like Daft Punk. I was going to say, when we start doing the video version of the podcast, we'll get you like a mask. Just your, just your mouth. Just your <laughs> lips. Can you just let us know in advance so I can put makeup on Oh, no, stuff? no. I will do. I will okay. do. <laughs> I don't even think it's practical. Like, we've... we've Put, set up where the camera would be for mm-hmm. this episode. It's not recording. It's not on. Um, and I'm not entirely sure this is practical. Um, I don't mind it. It works. It in could a way. work. We are it in could, a I mean, if it was raised a little bit high, it might work. Yeah, then they can't see my triple chin. I wasn't going to suggest I, that. I can't even okay. see the third one. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the neck just continues straight down a, into my chest. That's, that's not a chin. That's a, like a dimple. It's a chin dimple. A chimple. A chimple. A chimple. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, 
Um, okay, now any talk is a new segment. It's not new. We've just haven't had a new sting for we it. We just haven't had a sting for it. We do it every single we episode. We do it every single episode, you know. pretty much. Um, now we can just have an excuse to argue with people and make controversies in the comments. No, we no. We always have controversies in the communicate, though. Oh, the well. Yes and no. There is a controversy in this week's community. Oh, yes. I think last week was the exception. Yeah, it was the exception. Um, so, uh, no, and when I say controversy, it's not us being controversial. It's someone who's caused a controversy. <laughs> well. um, now, we are talking about a sundere or sundere or however it's sun and dere. Sundere's. No. Calm down, Dere. <laughs> <laughs> now, a sundere I just want to start is, another controversy. is defined as a character. With a personality that is initially cold, temperamental, hot-headed, or even hostile, before gradually showing a warmer, friendly side over time. And I think everyone in this room has watched anime with a Cinderella in it. It's a trope. It's. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Uh, fate abridged. Fate abridged. <laughs> <laughs> fate, ab- fate abridged is a. Is a I'm the not going to start on fate. Like, please no. don't. Aaron's not here. I, I have the. I have the list, and her name's Rin. Yes, go. that's the one. Um, <laughs> I was going to say the sting we had before the Ranma sting, that would be considered. Ranma, Akane in Ranma was Akane, one of the first yes. Sunderes. She's not the first, though. I have no. that here. We'll come to that oh. later. Does, so, um, Kiralee, what have you watched which has had a Sundere in it? Well, um, I actually wasn't sure. So I looked it up on the interwebs and I looked at what they like said had one. Mm. And it turns out uh, Rosen Maiden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that, yeah, 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 makes sense. So, um, turns out the term Sundere is a word that has been made up on an internet forum. Really? Yes. Wow. And it I'm is intrigued. actually from the amalgamation of two Japanese terms. The Tsun from Tsunsun, which is to turn away in anger or disgust. Oh, yeah. And the Dere from Dere Dere, which is to become affectionate. So oh, they turn oh, away okay. and discuss before becoming affectionate. Right. Now, its origin is believed to have been in the early 2000s forums for the dating sim game Rumbling Hearts, a.k.a. Kimiga Mozumu Is this a game you've played, Fafa? No, it's an anime I've watched. Yes. Um, and I actually watched it years ago. Uh, no, a year a bit. It was on Funimation. Yeah. Um, oh, my Lord. I mean, it's, uh, the it's title alone, it sounds like... It, is it a sounds like a time. fake dating game from an anime. No, 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 no. <laughs> so the anime... Well, I haven't played the game, but the anime... Oof. Woo! Very, it's, a, it's a ride. It's it's, a, I'm pretty sure it's not on well... DVD. Is it well rated? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, and you still bought it on DVD? I looked up on eBay to buy it. That's how... Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm intrigued and a little scared. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, We're not going to talk so about it because, yeah. Someone commented that in on this forum that they liked how they had to work past the Tsun Tsun harsh side before they could get to the Derry Derry softer yeah. side. Um, and as you can imagine, the internet being what it is, everyone on the forum took that and ran. Yeah, um, it's like uh, like how uh, we were calling, uh, what was it, Eurocamp? We were calling that Comfy Camp way back when. Yeah, yeah. And then I start signing onto forums and seeing everyone's already calling it. I was just like, some things are just sort of universal. When someone says it, it is instantly picked up and mm-hmm. it'll travel halfway around the world. It absolutely will. Um, now, there's no definitive point where the term made its way into Western anime conversations of vernacular. But several shows started using the terms in their script around 2005 to 2008. In particular, Lucky Star in 2007. Ah, of on their way. In the so, you, if I, I'm pretty sure everyone here has seen Lucky Star, oh, in some yeah, something of it, yeah. And you know how Lucky Star has that post-credit scene, which is called Lucky Channel. 
in I think it's episode four or five, Akira, the presenter on the channel, starts classifying the show's characters by how Sundere they were. <laughs> using Sundere in the Japanese original language and in the translation. Yeah. And based on the show's popularity at the time, that very well could be the explosion point for knowledge of the term. That could be it. Lucky Star really took off, so it wouldn't surprise me if that was like a major catalyst. The thing catalyst. is, is that when you have a look at my anime list, not a lot of people have rated it no. compared to others. There's like well, maybe Lucky Star. The, yeah, like, like there's about two hundred thousand uh, people who've rated it. When you compare that to like many others which have millions including it including everywhere it was everywhere because it was one of the most accessible shows at the time yeah. like kind of melted your brain you went it. to any anime con and people had it oh yeah mm-hmm. everywhere it's just like Posters you know the, and everything well yeah. it's the whole moe culture thing yeah. So. yeah i think i remember going to supernova and seeing like a whole group of girls do the whole cheerleader routine up on the stage yeah from yeah. the opening yeah like people put that? a lot of heart and soul into this sort of thing Wait, I remember that actually. Who was that? Oh, wow, uh, like, but I don't know anyone specifics. This was way back when I was like first digging my feet into because it. I think she remembers who might have done that actually. Jeez, that. that mm, would have been that's a couple going of years ago. I'm going to say it would have been at least ten years ago. You reckon? Yeah. No, there no, was. No, it wasn't. There was another one. Yeah, yeah there was. There's a recent one Ooh. as well. Yeah, I think there was only two people though, two oh, or three people. Maybe it was well, it could have been back in her young years. You, you, you can ask your, you can ask your idols, Miss Idol Master. Um, now I remember it. Yeah. So, so we, we need to talk about this because it turns out Sundere is not the only Dere type. There are four core Dere types, uh-huh. and each has a multitude of spin-offs. Now there is now the Dere Dictionary, oh. which is filled with about. 80, I think, last check, no. different deres, and it's literally just grabbing another word for a trait and slapping it on the front. Okay. Is one of them just hair colour dere? No. No. I don't think Although... So. Oh, mm. what have I done? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised right, if the, 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 say there's, it. there's probably a ponytail dere. <laughs> no, but the hair colour thing would be, you know, if always the pink girl would be the, the sus one or like the... Mm. Sus so one? Like, well, you mean for like your under eyes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I was thinking Chica from Love is War. <laughs> oh, she's totally going to kill you. Definitely. Um, but let, let, let's go into these four core types. Now, these were the four core types that were defined shortly after Tsundere was kind of used as that amalgamation word, and others went, well, maybe we can use this to explain the other traits of the characters. So you've got Kudere, a cool and unemotional character, but shows sweetness later on. Uh, Ren, uh, sorry, Ray from... Ray from Neon Genesis. Um, uh, The girl from Harui. Um, Nagato. Nagato, yep. Yeah. Um, the it's it's actually really lame this one. The coup is literally cool. It's Japanese cool. Cool, cool they're, they're, they're very cool. <laughs> so they're, they're cool. Um, you then have the Dandere. Now this one and the Kudere get confused because they got a little bit of overlap. Mm. So the Dandere are antisocial and don't talk to anyone until the right person comes along. And the Dan lightly comes from Danmari, which means to be calm or quiet. So there's a lot of discussion about characters who are one or the other. Rei is technically Kudere and Dandere. So is Nagato. Okay, so these are like the four core types, but there's overlap. There's always overlap, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see a Kudere that overlaps with a Yandere. <laughs> like, they're very cool, but they're also a mass murderer. No, um, <laughs> now, Yandere, this is the kind of big twist, and we, we all know this term um, because of uh, Future Diary, probably, and uh, several other ones where there's girls <laughs> with a bit of a, I know it from a violent a, treat. I know it from a, uh, bloody, a Steam game called Yandere Simulator. <laughs> 
Wow. That was terrible. Okay, fair enough. Well, Yandere appears sweet and cute, but he's actually a psycho. Um, the Yan is derived from Shanderu, sorry, Yandero, which means to be sick. So Yandero with Dere, to be sick with love. Okay. Yeah. So you, you can kind of see how they've been uh, putting these things together. Now, each of these Dere categories have more subcategories below them uh, with new terms thrown in front of Dere to create something new. Um, but these are believed to be like the first four. And I'm, mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure like if you look at any of your favorite anime, there are characters in there that fit into one of these four categories. Yeah, I just started uh, looking for um, a couple of the different types of Dere. I started looking for that dictionary. Mm-hmm. And the first one I open up to is the Dere Dere. Yeah, they just love everyone. Yes, they spread joy and laugh. Oh, yes? Who was on that? Um, well, uh, I can pick a few characters who'd be on Urakara that. Urakara from My Hero Academia. My Woman, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dan Dere? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I think um, for the Dere Dere type, it's the people who are central to supporting the group and looking after each <laughs> other. Baka Dere. Um, oh, they appear to be an idiot, uh, she, but are quite loving. Uh, she is an idiot, clumsily affectionate. Sailor Moon. Ah. Ooh. Um, mm, I mean, I mean, she is uh, a baka. Mm, <laughs> deba- uh, that's Yusagi, debatable. She's an idiot. Yusa- Yusagi might be an idiot, but I wouldn't really call her. But she's a, she's lovable, and she's always. Mm, that's true. That's true. I mean, she's not cool. No, she's and not. she's not. She's a bit. She's a little bit of Sundere towards um, masks out of character. Uh, out At of the out. start, yeah. Yeah. So she she might be considered Sundere. What do you guys reckon? Crossover. Crossover. Like, yeah. Yeah. Both. It's like you said, infinite sort of variation. Okay. Actually, she would be. At the start of the season, she would have been. Um, she did not like him at all. She didn't. So she would have started out as a Sundere. Ah. Now, let's throw herself all the way back in the time. Okay. 40 years back, in fact. I don't like time travel. I know. Travel. I feel old now. Um, time travel bad. I want you to guess what series had the first, what's believed to be the first Sundere. Astro Boy. Nah. I no. have no idea. No. <laughs> so this is 1980s we're talking. So oh, come on. 1980s anime. Bubblegum Crisis. Oh. Not first either. Ranma. Not first no, either. What? Okay. But you are close. It's the same writer. Ah, oh, um. So, uh, Rumiko Takahashi, she wrote Urusei Yatsu. Now, that was one of her Urusei. first yes. series. A girl with green hair in sort of like a tiger stripe outfit. Oh! Ooh, can you bring that up? Because I feel like I've seen that the before. The character yeah, she's got horns. She's like a alien yeah. or something. Yes, she is. Um, oh, man, I, that goes way I'd, I'd back. I'd love to, but the battery's about to die, so I'm oh. not going to. <laughs> uh, the character's name is Lum, and she's the green-haired protagonist of the series. And every one of her... Some, something funny about uh, Takahashi, every one of her series has a Sundere character in it. So technically... I feel like I've seen this, actually. You, you would have. It's um, Well, now, this sort of raises a question. Um, was she inspired by something, or was she just on that forum where the term was made up? She wouldn't have been there on wouldn't have been forums then. 19, like the, the, the manga was in the, the 70s. Mail? Actually, no, you're right. Sending by pen paper, like, here you go, here's <laughs> and my she, thoughts. No, you wrote a column <laughs> in a manga magazine. Like, yes. <laughs> like, Please send back what this definition is. Oh, <laughs> do you remember that, though? Oh, it's okay. Simpler times. Letters to the editor. Okay, but yeah. no, so... 
I'm sorry, I was thinking the uh, title was invented on the forum, but the character kind of concept would have existed. Oh, of course. Oh, the, the character concept has existed as long as we've stories been making been around, stories. Yeah. yeah, There are always characters who, you know, may have something about and them. And I will argue play. that Western culture probably had it first. Oh, well. I wouldn't, I, well, I wouldn't be surprised oh, if it God, appeared Shakespeare. at the same time. Oh, God, Shakespeare. Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Oh, the... Yeah. Co- be interesting to see what they had in like the you know the early Edo periods and stuff like that for yeah. it. This like, is is Shakespeare a JoJo reference? That, that was a big formula <laughs> thing, you know, with the comedies no. as well. Is like they'd have the ca- two like main characters not like each other, but by the end they develop feelings for each other. Hey, hey Kenny, yeah. the real question is: Is JoJo a Shakespeare reference? No, I would say it was Godfather reference. I has no words. <laughs> He's saying is you know is Shakespeare a JoJo reference? Um, everything's a JoJo reference. Everything's a JoJo reference. So okay, um, I would like you to try and throw at me some of your Sundere characters. Okay. So have a have a think. I've got a few. Um, one interesting one I found was from Hetalia Axis Powers. Really, Germany. Is Sundere. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you don't know Hitalia Axis Powers, it's a very strange little series. I always feel a little uncomfortable even talking about it. I know, right? <laughs> Where every country is personified as a person. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, apparently Germany in Hitalia Axis Powers is one. Um, there is Callan from Code Geass, who's considered Sundere. Oh, yeah. Even though she plays the Bakadere during the school. Um, oh, Misaka, Scientific Railgun. Yes. Oh, her yeah, and, of course. Her and yeah. Tomo, is it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. No, she's very, God, very what much. A great character. Um, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, Rin from Fate Stay Night. And Akane. Akane. Yeah, Akane Tendo from Ranma Half. Uh, Oscar. Vegeta. Vegeta. Vegeta, 100%. Vegeta, Vegeta and. Uh, Ryu, so Vegeta from Dragon Ball and Ryu from uh, Fruits Basket yeah. both appear on many Sundere lists. Um, Kurusu Makise, she is from Steins Gate. She is the very smart girl with the long hair and wears the white lab coat. I mean, most of oh, them wear lab coats. Yeah. She tries to refute being called a Sundere in the series by being Sundere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like that needs explanation or story time. She basically goes, I'm not that type of person, Baka. How dare you consider me that way? Blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that sort of reaction. It's hilarious. Um, and, of course, there is Harui Suzumiya. Probably the, like, let, let's be honest. If you were to give anyone the power to control the universe, the last person you'd want to give it to would be her. And guess what? And guess what? <laughs> She's a Cinderella too. Have we gone into, like, Haruhi yet? No, we are going to be doing a feature episode on... I oh, can't. We were going to... We were going to, and then we about last of... weekend, but we did the hot pot. We uh, yes, that's We right. will do, like, a full one covering that, excuse me, the film and the spin-off series as Enforced well. Enforced viewing of and Endless 8. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Have you seen it, Kirillian? No. Oh. Uh, like Endless 8 or Haruhi in general? Have you not seen? Both. <gasps> yeah, so... Um, Wunderbar, see, we get to introduce you. So season one of Haruhi is uh, Haruhi is not in... Well, wasn't released in chronological order, mm. but if you have a... At the end of each episode, the main girl and the main guy argue about what the next episode's number actually is. The guy always oh, gets it right because okay. he's a logical sort and how he takes it in like a weird direction. And it was no. first aired? No, it's the other way around. What? So he says the aired order. Haruhi has the actual ca- uh, 
chronological order. Okay, I'm going to fight you on this. Here we go. Fight me. <laughs> no, and this is what the section's all about. <laughs> because no. I believe that is completely out of character. It's one way or the other. I can't remember. But for her, consider it was... Oh, look, you, you him, backed him, off that pretty fast, no, didn't no, you? Him, <laughs> him, doing it, him doing it in the aired order makes sense, right? Because it's the order it's been aired in, it's the order it's been produced in. Her saying it's no, the different order, makes a lot of sense for her character because she's God and knows better. She is aware but that the episodes are in the wrong order. But she's also bleeding insane. I wouldn't even... I wouldn't really call her really insane. No, she's God. She's God. She just doesn't... Have you seen Earth? God is insane. If he exists. <laughs> like, Let's, not go, there. Let's not go there. Um, anyway, um, there are a lot of uh, great characters who've been created who are in that Cinderay archetype. Um, Full Metal Panic, Chittery, for instance. Oh, yes. She's, yeah, hands hands down, Cinderay. i got to rewatch Fumofu. What about Love is War? Um, yeah, the girl they just- had. Uh, no, I just honestly the think they're characters. both ultra sundures. Oh, the two main characters. Yeah. Like oh, they are the Kaguya, pinnacle yeah. of sundure. I, I, I think Kaguya is sundure, but it's not sundure because they don't trust the other person or aren't, aren't willing to open up. It's because they literally see it as a battle. Mm. I think That's the title, of course. Uh, what would you call that? Uh, Kamidere? Kamidere? Yeah, it's like, you know, they are Sundere to each other, but they're also Kamidere because I must be the victor. What's I must be God. Where, have you just found this on the Dere dictionary? I just made this bloody up. Oh. What's a Kamidere? <laughs> Kami is God. So oh. they view themselves no, that's as... <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Um, I, I think it's perhaps more a... Uh, Emperor oh, a Dere. Thing? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, um, there is in fact a Sundere Wikipedia online where you can have a look at people's listed Sundere characters, and uh, it's worth having a look at. Just literally go to sunsun.fandom.com. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as like the dictionary of Dere types, kind of don't. It's weird to scroll through. Well, the thing is, is that that's like a Wikipedia where you can throw in mm. anything you want. Which is terrible. It's, That's a terrible idea. It can be a terrible idea. And they're like, you know, you, you must back up your claims, but we're not going to ba- ask you to confirm your claims. It's not like I want you to confirm your claims. Baka. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we do need to go on and talk about what's making news before talking about probably the highest rated Sundere anime out there. Oh, joy. Yes, it's going to be good fun. We'll be right back after this. Wi-Fi Radio. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. All righty. Now, we're going to have to breeze through this because we did it before and the recording stopped. Uh, so, <laughs> And all of us have stuff to do tonight that we have to now rush off to. So we're gonna be, production. We're going to be fantastic. It's a good job we weren't filming this episode. <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, you see all of us going, ah! Now, let's quickly talk about the controversy that is on our plate for news this week. Clamp is making Tokyo Babylon 2021. Uh, they've been It's one of their products that's been in manga form for a long time. It's in more trouble with Studio Gohans, the studio originally assigned to it, suing King Records for 450 million yen because they cancelled it. Yes, but I think they have good reason they to cancel it. They have very good reason to cancel it. You see, unfortunately, it seems that Studio Gohans potentially breached copyright on quite a few things with literally copying the designs 
of other people's outfits. Now, there's an example of several of this, and it's to do with designs from uh, people... Uh, specifically the costume from a Korean girl group, Red Velvet, and a Vokes doll outfit. Um, now, if you have a look at them, like, you know, they, Gohans are like, oh, the anime production often uh, references existing designs, but the studio would confirm that there were no copyright infringement issues when comparing the drawing designs with the referenced outfits. If you have a look at the referenced outfits, they're identical. Yeah, it's In fact, like, um, even the hairstyle from the doll is the same. Like, we've looked at how other studios will, like, draw stuff from real life. They'll, like, take models and stuff like that. It's even done here in the West for Disney and stuff like that. But this is just blatant. It's everything is the same down to the hairstyle, like you said, like mm. down to everything. The like, trim for for the for red velvet. The one thing they changed was they kept the shoes the same color and removed the glasses. Oh, like, that's that, everything else. The cut, the way they're posing, the way they're standing is identical to the original look. And it's suggested that it might be more than just these two examples. Yes. So uh, basically, um, King Records told the newspapers and that they had asked the studio to revise the designs and the studio claims they continue to work towards the agreed upon broadcast date but then in March the studio was uh, the show was cancelled basically and they can no longer go ahead because of further possible plagiarization over the anime's costume designs and uh, while the staff apologised for that King Records had paid Gohan's money already to begin with and uh, obviously because it's cancelled they're seeking damages for the further they reckon they'd already created 13 episodes and then episode 14 to 21 they also are suing for even though they haven't signed a contract for it which they wouldn't be able to get any money from I don't think no I don't know how the legal system works well I was going to say if uh, basically they cancelled the agreement because they no longer trusted the studio to produce the content at the standard uh, but a loss of faith if you will in the production studio uh, granted yeah yeah. So look, we'll we'll hear more about that in the coming months, I'm sure. It was meant to come out April this year. It didn't happen um, because of this situation, along with others. And uh, it looks like um, King Records are now looking for a new company to take over and create a new anime from scratch for them. Um, we will keep we'll keep with bated breath to find out yeah. who wins this legal fight. Kind of bated breath. It's it's Studio Go Hands, isn't it? Yeah, it's Studio Go Hands. Like, look, I'm. Um, They've not generally been very good on stuff they've produced in-house. They're good as a support studio, but from what I've seen of the stuff that they actually make, it's not great. The series they've produced have been fantastic memes in and of themselves. Handshakers was good for memes. (laughs) Now, um, let's move from the small screen to the big screen with the film Bell. Now, this one everyone has been looking forward to. It's been on our radar. It has been on our radar. Um, It's... uh, Japanese name is Ryu to Sobakasu no Hime, i.e. the dragon and the freckled princess. Um, As uh, Kira Lee pointed out from the name, it's it's Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. It's, it's definitely Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? <laughs> so, like, um, that wasn't so obvious from the first initial trailer that we saw, but then we watched the most recent one and it's just like, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, because we watched the trailer this afternoon before doing the recording and... Uh, I love it. it was like literally the first 30 seconds you're like this is Beauty and the Beast isn't it yeah exactly I mean it's in the name Belle yeah well I'm sitting there going Belle of the Ball maybe I didn't pick up on that <laughs> Like, as soon as I saw it, like you, you were talking about the whole like you know Beauty and the Beast thing, and I didn't even re- like click onto the title of it, and it was like Bell. I was like, oh, there we go, it's Beauty and the Beast. Let's go. Mm. Now this film has been at number one at the Japanese box office for three weeks straight, um, and if it continues at the pace it's going, it could 
and this is a big could, could outstrip the run that um, Demon, Demon Slayer, Slayer had. Ooh. However, saying that, Demon Slayer is back in the top 10 again, yeah. so they could be coming back for their number yeah, one they slot. Are, didn't they start incentivizing people to buy tickets with like keychains and stuff? Yeah. That's yeah, so cheating. But well, I like look, it. Neon Genesis did it for the um, the last two weeks of their film where if you went and saw part four of the rebuild of Evangelion, you got a different flyer booklet that from the one that you got at the start. And it's so cheating. Collectors want that. And look, it's a good excuse to go see a film again. Cheating. If you liked it. Yes. It is cheating, but you know they can't do that for the international box office release where they will obviously earn more money. I guess. And in uh, Bell's case, it got a standing ovation at Cards, which isn't in and of itself a rare thing. Yeah, so look... But um, they got a 14-minute standing before, ovation. Before Bell hit the cinemas, it's done a runaround to all the film festivals that are still somehow taking place in this world, um, including the Cannes International Film Festival. It got a 14-minute standing ovation. Um, How do they even time that? Do they put like a timer on there and be like... Yeah, like a little digital okay. clock in the corner of the screen. It kind of looks like it's a bit of a an estimate, oh, okay. <laughs> but it puts it above uh, shows like Bowling for Co- well, films like Bowling for Columbine, Inglorious Bees. Um, you might know that, Black Klansman, the Bees, <laughs> the Bees. Um, for comparison, uh, Moonrise Kingdom only got five minutes. Twin Peaks five minutes. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got seven. Foxcatcher got eight. I think Pan's Labyrinth got a hell of a lot. Pan's right? Labyrinth is the record holder with a 22-minute standing ovation. I thought ovation. you were going to say one hour. I was like, yeah, that it's would just, be right. I, no. I don't think I... The only goes for 98 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever clapped for just more than a couple of minutes. Well, we, we were saying, it's like, yeah, they just, you know, we, we, we got up and we're just clapping and we're walking out of the cinema while continuing clapping, getting they, in my car, paying my ticket. Drive me home, Roger. I'm still busy clapping. Yeah, exactly. It's a very like, good film. I oh. must appreciate it further. You, you, I must appreciate it further by annoying everyone around me with incessant clapping. They'll go, why am I clapping? Oh, it's just <laughs> that film is so good. Like someone next to them just goes, oh, they're clapping. Must have seen a good film then. I'll clap as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I started a slow clap. Um, but look, that's... Uh, going to hopefully be heading to international cinemas in the coming six months. Um, there's no dub confirmed officially, but I do believe that um, G Kids have licensed it for North America. Oh, so that means there will be a dub coming eventually at some point. And this is from the same studio that brought us uh, Summer Wars, Boy and Beast, some pretty decent uh, titles. Yeah, um, actually not Summer Wars, but some of the team who wrote this were involved in Summer Wars, I believe. Oh, are you sure? So, it's, yes. A lot of the animation looks studio, practically Studio Chizu's only 10 years old. Summer Wars predates that. Oh, no way. Yes. So um, they've done The Boy and the Beast, Mary and the Witch's Flower, Marai No Marai, um, and... Wolf children as well, so mm-hmm. they've got you know a bit of chops to them already. They've always done quite well, um, which is great. Um, we like to see that. Now uh, we do need to move on to a couple of quick things that have come out. We've got the new Digimon franchise coming out. Uh, Digimon Ghost. Um, where did I put it? I- I've done it again. It's I've, a horror film, isn't it? It's not a horror film. Um, Digimon ghost game and the teaser visual says holograms question mark ghosts question mark and then it's question mark then it's got a main character without a uh, any goggles on which disappoints me a lot um because you can't be a protagonist and a main character in digimon series unless you have goggles because yeah the second series of like the new generation kids also had a kid with goggles yes they they? did and so did the third one and digimon tamers had it as well um (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me, just dying inside. Um, 
But alongside this new TV series, which is going to take over for the rebooted Digimon Adventure, is a new film, which is going to tell the story of the characters from Digimon Adventure 202. So that was the second incarnation of Digimon Adventures. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, didn't that end in kind of a pretty final way? No, it, it kind of ended in a very unfinal way. And that, that was the problem which has annoyed a lot of fans. Oh, right. Um, it didn't end up very proper. Oh no, sorry, I was thinking of the recent movie. Yes, now that's the thing. The guys who did the recent movie are in charge of this. Um, so the guys who did last Digimon Adventure, Last Evolution, Kazuna are working on this. It's only a super early teaser. We've got like a little bit of art in front of us to show us what it is and the teaser video is a little bit of voiceover and them panning across this artwork. Look at our lovely poster. Yes. Yeah, now it's going to... It opens the door to talking about the first ever Digidestin, the first person to ever partner with a Digimon, oh. which was... You know, that partnership was something that was talked about in the last film and that... Uh, you know, was a bit of a tearjerker and because it's about the ending of that partnership. Yeah. Can't wait to see where they take it with this one. So like, hopefully gonna... we don't need more tissues because, yes, it's... Uh, the last one, last adventure of Tyne Agamon was the last one and that... That, that hurt. That hurt. It hurt. Um, now, Ascendance of a Bookworm is getting a third season. Yeah. And that is coming out in spring 2022. That is the April season next year, which is... Uh, Wow, only nine months away. Mm, this year has gone too fast. It has. It has. Uh, now, Kenny, both you and Kira Lee are big fans of this series. Yes, indeed. Yep. And uh, what's the attraction? It's, um, I think we were talking about this earlier. It's sort of like a slow TV, the anime. <laughs> It's not something that you need to like really engage with. It's not something that's going to have like high stakes or anything. It's more comfortable yeah it's just a easy watching sort of a thing um and just like the friendships that you know just develop it's just lovely comfortable yeah the characters are all um well i think we've already said comfy they remind me very much of the characters from Eurocamp in that even they seem to be aware that they are low stakes to all of this mm. well it's uh definitely worth checking out it's it is an isekai series where the main character isn't uh isekai'd by a truck it's by a pile of books um, and she's not like an overpowered superheroine with godlike powers. She is uh, six years old and wants to make books. Yeah. She's six? Yeah. Yes. Starts out as six. Obviously, she grows older throughout the story. Oh, I, was, I assumed she was older. That's why I was like, oh. No, no. No, that's the thing. She's uh, in this world where uh, only like the nobility get books, and she is like a tiny, frail child in the peasantry, so Got books it. are okay. distant to the, in as the, the stars. In the peasantry. I'm so fancy, I call them the peasantry. Do you not? No. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, and, of course, Knights of Sidonia's anime film will be heading to North American theatres on September 13. It's going to be distributed by Funimation Worldwide, and the series is now available on Funimation. If you haven't seen it, it is a... I guess you could say sci-fi mecha series. Kind of a long time coming. That was like, uh, what, 2017, 16? Yeah, around that time the last part came out. Um, but definitely worth checking out. Um, and this film is going to top off that series, which will be good. And if you're into making you know, models and Gundam kits and so on, this has them as well, which mm -hmm. is, uh, we, we always like to see that. Right, now let's go and talk about what we do need to get stuck into, which is the Palm Talk... Palm, what's the Palm Top? What's palm, it? palm top tiger, get my words stuck there, in Toradora. Kawaii Fi Radio. 
think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. I nailed that. I nailed the buttons. Oh, now you've got it. I I've got the buttons the working. Button. It was really good. Now, uh, we need to talk about Toradora. It was back in 2008. This wonderful series came out. And if you've uh, had a look on my anime list, there is over a million users who have rated it. And it's at an 8.17. Yeah, it's like very highly rated, very popular. I believe, uh, Carl, you've seen it. I've seen it. Um, Kiralee, you've seen it. Correct. Far, far. It's one of my favourites. I've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let us school you on Toradora. Hit me with the plot. Hit me with your best... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hit me with your best plot. <laughs> Fire away! away. <laughs> um, Toradora is... Um, this is tying into what we've been talking about for most of this episode, Sundarais. Um, and we forgot to mention that the uh, the Ackerman family in uh, My Hero... Not My Hero. <laughs> I'm crossing it right wow. Levi Ackerman. Levi Ackerman is a definite Sundaray. Inuyasha. Now, Inuyasha also has them. Uh, main, the main guy is Sundaray. Now, this is a series about a Sundaray girl. It is about a girl and a guy who both like other people who are then supporting one another to try and get them together with those mutual friends. But you say this so it's not easy for them to just do it on their own then? No. No. Okay, what's wrong with them? Well, Ryuji is a gentle high school student with a love for housework, but he has an intimidating face and it often gets him labelled as a delinquent. Does he end up as like a Yakuza house husband? No, but his mother is interesting. Is a very interesting His mother's the complete opposite to him. She's... uh, She's kind of... I think she works at a hostess bar or something similar like that. Um, yeah, I would say she probably runs in those crowds, actually. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Taiga Isaka, a doll, small like... A, a small... A small-like student. A doll... A small <laughs> doll-like student. <laughs> words. Um, who is anything but a cute and fragile girl, and she's equipped with a wooden katana and feisty personality. Uh, pump the brakes. What do the teachers do about her carrying around a katana in school? Nothing. Would you want to do anything with her around? Yes. She, she doesn't really carry it around school, though. No, she doesn't. It's, she it's mostly out in public. With a sword. Yeah. They are her a problem. But her nickname at the school is the Palm Top Tiger, which I finally have said right without stuttering. Why Palm Top? Like, what she's is tiny. This? She is. She's, she's, she's a tiny like, Four foot, yeah. <laughs> now, one day, an embarrassing mistake causes the two students to cross paths, and Ryuji discovers that Tiger actually has a sweet side. She has a crush on the popular vice president, who happens to be his best friend. Yeah. But things only get more crazier when Ryuji reveals he has a crush on Minori, Tiger's best friend, and they then decide to team up as the odd duo embark on a quest to help one another with their respective crushes, forming an unlikely alliance. I'm reminded instantly of a more recent anime. What was it? Uh, are you the one that loves me? Yeah, are you the only one that loves me? Yeah. I reckon this could have been, this could have been like the great uh, inspiration for it. I think this definitely played a hand in it because even the manga for that is a profound influence, like if nothing 2015 else. Yeah, that started. So th- this definitely. I mean, let's be honest. Toradora has had quite a lot of influence on characters throughout the world, 100%. throughout the anime yeah. world. So um, it, it's definitely got that classic romantic comedy twist. Um, now, Fafa, this is one of the first series that got you back into anime isn't yes, it, it? Was, yeah um so about i kind of got back into anime really 2015 or mm. 2014 2015 what was the one that made you leave Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> asking the big questions here i think no at that stage i had to pause watching anime because it was just like it was really hard to watch anime back then there was mm. no streaming services 
That's true. We had to go to video stores still. Yeah. Buying him was just, it was just. Or sail the high seas. Yeah, or, yeah. You yeah. Know, the, the, you, you had to look on the interwebs and interwebs. see if anyone was sharing it. Yeah, and I, I got fed up with it. <laughs> it was the dark days. Very dark days. <laughs> children don't understand the what we went through. Times. Um, the before times. Actually, children will not understand what we went through. We went through a lot to get our anime. So <laughs> you do not know are, the pains of dialogue. You don't understand children. You actually have a good now, so <laughs> respect that. And yet here we are whinging about changes to Anime Lab's interface. Right. Back <laughs> in my day, we had to trick through the snow for our anime. Uphill both ways. Yeah. But, um, coming back into it, it was actually going to Supernova in Perth and they had the voice actors because I just slowly got back into Salem and Crystal and mm. um, Sword Art Online as well. Yeah. And they had the voice actors from um, Salem uh, and Sword Art Online come to Supernova and mm. Cassandra Lee Morris is the main character's voice for Tiger. Mm. So I was curious about her, the back catalogue and stuff like that and Toradora came up on the site on Netflix and was taken down, come back, and it's now back on Netflix, but it was taken down for a long period of time. I watched it when it was on Netflix and I binged it completely because it was just, like, it had really tough episodes at the start. It was very slow burner, but then when you really get into it, you get into it. Yeah. The characters are amazing. The story plot, everything is just, it's just hooked. You, you're hooked. And then you get to that end and you get that payoff. And yeah. that's what is just like, Mm, that's what I like about a good anime. Now, this series has quite a definitive ending, doesn't it? Uh, yes. And by the sounds of it, no. no. I wanted more. You that's, wanted more? I wanted more. All right, Kira Lee, you watched it all the way through, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I wanted more as well. Yeah. I feel like there could have been a little bit more to yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Is it is it left too open? Uh, no. no. It, it, it closes up, but you want... More. That's yeah. You would want a second season. I kind of want to ask what you mean, but I feel like that's verging into spoiler. Well, there are five OVAs and an unreleased. Sorry, four OVAs and an an unreleased episode available. Um, the unreleased episode only came out with the DVDs, I believe, which was technically something. We never got that. Well, the thing is, it was like in the middle of the season, so it doesn't contribute to the final plot. Um, okay. Now, Kira Lee, you saying told us you watched this at work. Yeah, I watched this at work. So um, I just had it sort of in the background and the first few episodes went through and and then it's kept going and it really pulled me in, drawed me in with the story. It was just mm. just really interesting. Mm. You have a job where you can watch anime. Wow. I'm envious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look you, you might have other things to do. And you can put that on with some headphones and in. And this is a good thing with this one. It's The dub is actually really good. So you can actually put that on in the background, still understand what's going on in the story and not, you know, not lose out. Yeah. A good dub is a rare thing. Very tragic. <laughs> it a is, good but it had Tony Oliver directing it and he's really good at directing some oh, solid dubs. So he's good. done like Killer Kill and all of those. So he knows what he's doing. Fair enough. Now, yeah. this started out life as a light novel series. It did. Um, which, let's be honest, a lot of things have been. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's to, to be on over an eight on my anime list oh. over ten years after it came out is impressive. But I can Very. understand why because mm-hmm. we've be, we've both seen it and yeah. we want that couple to get together. Oh yeah! And when we got that payoff in the, we're not going to say what happened, but when yeah. we got that payoff, and then we were left like, but I want more. You want to see what happens after that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. See, I haven't finished it. I'm halfway through, but I haven't finished it. So I'm yeah. going to have to... Uh... This, is, this is definitely that anime. I was like, 
give me a season two. Give me something more. Give me like a movie or something. Just uh, to, yeah. I, I can gotcha. remember a few animes doing that for me. And um, there was one that uh, you and I watched a while ago, uh, As the Moon So Beautiful. Oh, Th- that was like this that gorgeous romance. But at the very, very end, during the very, very final credits of the very, very last episode, it showed you the what more. happens. I think this is also one of those first animes that showed an actual kiss between the two ca- like, you know, actual characters. Really, wow! Like a like you know when animes they do like that real like. Uh, like we, we we will just agree to be together. Yeah, and they're <laughs> like, oh, we're together now. You could feel the hand ten- shaking. That's close to hand it's, holding. I don't know, like, you could feel like that tension between. Okay, the go cat- hands. Yeah, <laughs> because mm. there's a, you know what moment I'm thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, 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 and it's just. Carl, if you see it, you'll be like, "Oh, I'm going to!" Wow, I have this, this to watch. So now. well done! Like, and you've not seen this in anime in a very long time. It's just hmm. like just the lead up, the build up, and then the after. Oh. Well, look, speaking in if, code. If, if you if you do enjoy that good romance story, which everyone knows I do, oh, oh are, I do. Yeah, no, this um, one 100%. You don't like good romances. You like trash ones. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with this look, is, my good romance stories don't get adapted. That's what is annoying. See, like, <laughs> you know, Golden Time was meant to be really good, but it didn't really have that payoff in the end. Whereas this mm. one has that payoff. Okay, I'm looking forward to this now. Yeah. You got me Fair all enough. excited. I'm not going to get anything work, any work done this weekend. Thankfully, right. I don't need to. I'll give it a look-see. Uh, is there any places I can stream this? Yes. yes. So there is, it's available on Crunchyroll Worldwide. Uh, if you're in the US, Canada, and the UK, you can catch it on Funimation. In the US and UK, it's on Amazon Prime. And it's also available on Netflix in some areas. You will have to check your individual you Netflix to Netflix, find out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I uh, took a look at the Netflix app, but it's not on like uh, the one that's just directly... Accessible to us. Yeah, it's not. So it looks it's like not you're going to have to play the no, VPN no. game. No, no. It's so if you're not logged in, you can't see everything. So, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah it, it's it's a. What episodes? Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll, it might say that's you know X, Y, and Z is on there because they're promotive. Now I'm not too sure what the distribution has gone to Mad Man now, but um, mm. this was one of Hunnaby's original releases. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll just briefly go through the little minuscule history of distribution here in Australia. We had three companies that distributed anime. Man Man being the big one, Man Man Anime. Of course. Um, Hanabi, which did a lot of the Sentai, Rooster Teeth, things like that. Oh, okay. And then, and very, if you look at the titles and the packaging, Hanabi just had this beautiful um, packaging and it was just... And then you had Siren Visuals as well, which they did Devil as a Part-Timer, all those ones. Um, yeah. Dora, um, Dora Dora, all those really niche ones. Um, but they folded, They, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, because it was just tiny and they were very small. Great guy, but yeah, it just folded. Then, That's um, a damn shame. Yeah, then Hanabi very similar boat as well it was just too hard with all the well I mean that's the thing as well like DVD sales in particular yeah. like we don't buy DVDs anymore we tend to buy Blu-rays or I Red mean, Ray or <laughs> I'll try to buy like box sets. HD DVD DVD and you knew it was getting sad because when you, the last con I was at where Hanabi was at they were banking off high dive and doing like this kind of like sharing a boot type of thing I was oh. like yeah that's it that's the, that's the nail in the coffin then you the know emails coming going through under. saying we're still here we're still selling but you know you can see their catalogs just slowly like maybe they're just getting rid of the stuff beyond the, stock the boundary they have. all of those were all on there oh wow yeah so yeah a lot of um oh, real that, good ones yeah really good ones so oh. yeah 
That's, That's a shame. Well, on the bright side, at least you can still watch Toradora digitally. It's not going to be stuck in uh, distribution hell like we had with uh, Neon Genesis for 10 years. Um, but with that, that means we do have to wrap up this episode. But if you do like Toradora, put it in the comments. We'd love to hear what your thoughts on the show were. And with that, let's wrap up. Wi-Fi Radio. Great, now I need to watch Railgun again. I do too, actually. Yeah, love yeah. that song. Well, that is where we're going to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, it's time for a double feature of films. Two anime films you can watch back-to-back and enjoy both. And uh, to be honest, we might even go and have a bit of a look at Studio Chizu's back catalogue, which uh, is the company behind Bell, which is, uh, as we mentioned, doing the rounds in the cinemas at the moment. And a long time coming. They've had some great stuff in their catalogue for a very long time. Oh, they absolutely have. Now, if you have enjoyed what you've heard this episode, hit that subscribe button and join us for future episodes. We also do have a YouTube edition of the podcast and dedicated videos on our YouTube channel. You can find a link and all the information in this episode's description. If you would like to support the channel we do have a patreon you can subscribe to we share extra content such as episode outtakes video extras and show updates and if you can't afford to support us it would be greatly appreciated also if you do want to join the Wi-Fi community you don't actually have to pay any money you know because there's these wonderful things like social media and discord which we're all active on so you can head over to those channels for breaking anime news memes and videos we've got facebook instagram twitter discord or just to join us in talking about weird stuff Oh, the Discord's full of weird stuff at the moment. It's great. You should definitely come and join us over there. Um, Now, with that, we will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. But until then, you've been listening to Kawaii Fi Radio. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, watch some anime. anime!